Suddenly 30 is a podcast by Emily and Lily. We are two friends who thought we would have it all figured out by 30. After ticking all the so-called boxes, getting married, buying a home, becoming mothers and navigating careers, we were suddenly 30 and trying to find ourselves in the messiness of modern womanhood. Suddenly 30 will bring you candid, light-hearted and unfiltered conversations about moving through careers, managing relationships, transitioning into motherhood and everything in between. Oh, hi, Lily. Hi. Hi. We're sad sacks today, aren't we? No, no come on. We've got to bring the energy. Come on. Come yeah. on. What's our little energy dance that we can we need? Um, well, well, if we're looking at the Spotify wrap-up, my energy dance is absolutely Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, mine's Taylor Swift. And then just really annoying um, the Wiggles. Mm, you need to I set up thought, a separate account for your children so that it's do like that? don't, don't cloud my wrap-up. I don't want to pay for another premium account. Mm, well, you know what they should do? They should have like Netflix where you can have three accounts under one I thing. Th- there should be you can, you can a kid do that. version. You can, can do you? that. Yeah. Oh, great. So I'm just living, You're just living a under, rock, a rock. under a rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so annoying. I'm just, I'm still holding a grudge against myself for last week's episode for stuffing up the audio. So sorry. Oh, don't. And sorry, everyone. Just annoying. And, and, and thank you for still listening to the episode. No, no one did. It was zero listens. No, I'm kidding. We can, <laughs> as soon as people heard audio issues, they're like, get off, which I must I say, I, I hate an audio issue. Same. It's so annoying. Sorry. Like, why do I now have a freaking tickle in my throat? <laughs> You're giving a lot of signs. Like you did this last week. You're giving a lot of C signs. I know. I know. Like, I think I've got the big C. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't Wait, I, I said to Luke last week, Lily thinks she might have the C. And then he goes, has she not been saying that for weeks? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. No, I that don't... was the big P. I've been saying I'm getting the big P. Yeah, he's just getting mixed up P, C, P, C. P, C. Boys <laughs> don't know anything. They don't know their alphabets. Um, oh, God. Anyway, how, so how my sister weekend? did message me going, no offence, but I skipped over the chit-chat at the beginning and went straight into the episode. <laughs> She didn't want to listen to the bad audio. Note to self, check audio. I know, I know. To be fair, we did. We obviously knew that it wasn't great in edit, but we just, we just thought we'd rather put out a little chin wag. Yeah, you have to put something out. Yeah, otherwise you guys would be bored. Yeah, or it'd just go straight into the episode, and they'd be like, "Our, our, the episodes have flow and structure." So yeah, get over it, guys. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) listen. Love you, so, yes. Sorry, and thanks to all the people who, yeah, are sticking around. Are we ever going to be in a pet a pet cast? Are we ever going to be in a pet cast? Like, where we have pets no? Are we ever going to be? Are we ever going to be a podcast that like calls our listeners something? I just don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you know, back in the day, I don't know if it still happens, but back in the day when like YouTubers got really big and they used to come on, on in the beginning and do their intro and say, oh, I just, I like, you guys don't understand. I love you guys so much. Like I have a genuine love for you. I was like, do you though? Like you don't know anyone. No, I know. But but then I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I get it now. That's what I'm saying. When we're connecting with people and people message us on Instagram and we have conversations, I'm like. I'm I'm making friends. I feel like I have friends. Yeah, legit. I feel like I'm making friends. But I the thing I feel weird about is then it feels patronizing to me to give them like a name. Yeah, like it sort of feels like a bit you're you're sort of undermining who they are. Yeah, I don't know, but then yeah, maybe they would want a name. 
If you want a name, know. if you have any na- if you have any name <laughs> ideas, maybe we can ask the listeners what they want to be called. Like yeah. if you have any name ideas. I don't know. I feel like such a phony even asking that. In my mind, no one even listens to this. Maybe like one person listens, which isn't the case, but, you know. No, pe- people obviously are listening. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd just stop, wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, we wouldn't. No, we I wouldn't think we, because we, have we just really persist. like talking about We have this. to dis- dis- persist despite the challenges. Exactly. Anyway, all that to say well, I was I feeling say down in the dumps. Thing. Yeah. Were we were we in anybody's Spotify wrap ups? <laughs> oh God. I don't think we were. I'd love to know. Well, we're only ten episodes. Well, this will be episode ten. We're only ten episodes in. I was just about to go see. I must say, I was in our, I was in mine. Uh like suddenly thirty was in mine. You're kidding. Why wasn't I in Did you check mine? your podcast? How do I go to that? I'm not sure. No, I don't have it. Mine was just armchair expert. Oh, just the one. Yeah, it's like honestly the only one that I listen to. So other you don't than even us, listen to your own podcast. No, I do listen to us. Anywho, it's not there. Whatever. Shut up. Everybody's anyway, if we're in anyone's tops, let us know. What are we going to do with that info though? Uh, I'm being savage today. Yeah. Just tell me to shut up. Shut up, just shut up, shut up. Honestly. Oh, anyway, so, I need to just pull myself. You know what? Dan's got my coffee out there, but I don't want to go out there and see the kids. But I think I just need to fucking slang my coffee back. Why you don't know? you text him and ask him to bring it in? No, because he'll get the shit. I'd do anything for a, someone to bring me a coffee right now, like literally anything. I Well, I text him going, are you all good? And he hasn't replied. So that's telling me that he's not. The okay. kids are taking over. I'll leave it. Also, I, I have devastating news. What? Absolutely devastating news from yesterday what? I, so i've been ordering my coffee on hey you mm. and then just driving up to the coffee shop and getting yeah, it Great. i was on the Skip phone to you yesterday line. when you went to pick it up yes mm. well what and you, you said to me oh there's was, two coffees there yep and guess what the devastating news was what i picked up somebody else's ice latte that asked for two sugars in it and it was no. foul oh my god the it sweetest was thing in the world Yes, I couldn't drink it and it, it just still was a day milk? ruiner. Yeah, it was oat milk. It was oat milk but it had two sugar and I could see the, the sugar like crusted at the bottom, you know, like a lot of sugar. And I was well, it wouldn't like, dissolve properly in the Exactly in the in the cold milk. Oh, anyway, like I, I honestly it ruined my day. I text my sister going, My day's been ruined. And she said, if I was you, I'd Uber Eats another one. But I just thought I can't. In these tough times of the hashtag these economic inflation. headwinds. Yeah, I couldn't. No. So what so like you it was already six dollars. So I, I chugged it back. I chugged it back anyway, but it was like honestly slipping on a chocolate bar. I think horrific. I would have poured it into another cup and then sort of just like let the sugar settle at the bottom. No, because it was already somehow in it. Like mm. I don't know. It was just the sweetest thing on earth. Anyway, bloody day ruiner. Do you? Yeah. So that'd be that'd be doing things for me. No, I'm not really a sugar gal. Like I'll have, I'll definitely have some Whitaker's Coconut Rough Chocolate, mm. not the one from Audi. Just awful, that one. You don't honestly. like it? No, I think, like, I don't know. People rave about Aldi chocolate, but I I say to you, Aldi chocolate folk, have you ever had Whitaker's? Because if you had, you would think Aldi chocolate sucks. And you would start, they should start putting Whitaker's in Yes, Aldi. honestly, that would make me shop there exclusively. This just reminds me, me and Luke had a massive blue last night because <laughs> yesterday I was working from home and he bought a block of Kit Kat 
this new Kit Kat. Let me just show it to you. It's that fucking good. Oh, I won't show it to you. I can't believe it to get up. But um, it's Kit Kat Chunky, but like with the caramel inside it, gooey <gasps> caramel. Yum. And Kit it's Kat in Chunky a caramel, yes. size. It's frigging um, like. Wait, so it's thick like a Kit Kat Chunky barb in a block. Yep. That seems so not as thick as not as thick as the chunky, the like bar. probably half the size of a typical chunky. Wow! Yesterday when I was working from home, I was just sort of picking at it, and so then I nearly ate the whole block because it's not that big. Fair enough. And then he <laughs> got the shit at me for eating it. But anyway, my point is that this chocolate, if you haven't tried it, you have to frigging try. It's the best thing in the whole world if you love a Kit Kat. I mean, I probably will try it, but I don't think anything can really get me off my Whitaker's coconut mm. train. I, I find that's what makes me cough. Like, it gives me a tickle. Whitaker's chocolate? Mm. What do fan. you mean? Not a fan. What? Oh. Yeah. It gave you the big C? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not a fan. Nothing what? to do with C. <laughs> Where are you getting C's from? Because <laughs> you said it makes you cough. Yeah, no, no, no. It, like, tickles my throat. Nothing to do with C, though. Oh, okay. Weird. Well, I just feel like I had an aneurysm trying Everything, to understand every, that. You just think that my whole life evolves around C now, but it doesn't. I'm done. It, whenever anyone says, do you know Emily Harmon about, oh, yeah, the girl that's got the big C? I, I shouldn't say your name. I should say you. And you're not even Emily Hardman. That's not even my name. I've been, I've been married. Or for still nearly, in my phone. Yeah, as Emily I've been married for nearly three years. So <laughs> anyway. tell me, Lily, have you got anything on your wish list or purchase list for this week or have you done any I'm, shopping? Um, yeah, I did. I did actually do some shopping, but it's it's quite boring. It's more home stuff. Mm. I love I bought, a home purchase. Yeah, well, it's not. Well, it's not even. Something, it's not like a vase. It's not something fun like that. I literally bought. How do you say it? Secateurs. Second. Secateurs. What's that? Is that it? Oh my god! You know the clippers that you need to cut flowers or plants. Yeah. Secateurs. I swear that's how you say it. So like it's their scissors. Like pruning, pruning clippers. <laughs> Is you that right? Let me guess Secateurs? what you're pruning, your jasmine. No, no, no. That needs a big hedge trim of the thing so large. Um, no, but because we recently got uh, flowers planted in the front garden, so we got hydrangeas mm. put in. And the hydrangeas have bloomed, but then, of course, as the season comes to an end or like once they've been on the, the plant for a little bit, they need to be clipped off because they start to die. But I also wanted to clip some off and put them Yeah, I might steal some house. on Monday or yeah, next well, week. Yeah, it's not that many. It's my first bloom, darling, so there's only four. So yeah, I'm actually going to be stealing some. No, well, stealing. anyway, so I needed something. Yeah, yeah, I can gift you a small bunch. But, yeah, I needed something to trim them with or, or clip them off because you can't be using house scissors like no. I've been using. Anyway, so I bought those and, you mean, you know, knowing me, I'm not just going to get any old raggedy pair from Bunnings. So I did a bit of research and found a really nice one with wooden handles. Um, vintage. You know, just, no, not vintage. No, 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 I know. No, no, no. But they're fancy. No, I wouldn't say they're fancy. They just got wood on them. Mm, only the best for you. But I've just re- I just googled the name, and now I found ones that I like better. Too late, Lily. Yeah, it's too late. I can't buy another another no. pair. Anyway, yeah. So I bought that, um, and then I've just been doing Christmas shopping for the kids. Mm. Shopping up a storm. No, I wouldn't say shopping up a storm because I'm really. I don't know if anybody else has been feeling this, and maybe it's just new to me because it's really the first year I've got two kids around at Christmas and the first year where Sloan really understands that Santa comes. Mm. But I'm really struggling with 
two things, not wanting to overconsume and have just so much stuff and not wanting to give my kids so much stuff like toys and bits and bobs and then also have to clean all of those things and tidy them, yeah. find places for them, buy baskets to put them in because we don't have enough baskets. You don't like it just never ends. So I'm I'm toying between that and struggling with that feeling of wanting, not wanting to do that, but also wanting to like have them feel like you know, like I just remember as a kid and maybe it's just my memory inflating it, but I remember coming out on Christmas morning and looking under the tree and seeing so many presents and our stockings full and our stockings are large. Like my mom still has them. She gave them to us. The stockings were big and it was just full of stuff. And I know it was a different time. Things were probably cheaper then. Also it was a different time then where like consumption was at an all-time high, I would say, when we were kids across the world, not just in my family. And so I'm struggling with that of wanting Sloan and Murphy to have that visual memory of seeing lots of presents under the tree. And that's such a like surprise and delight feeling, no matter how old you are, of just seeing lots of something. And so I want them to have that. But then I'm also on the flip side, like, you know, the environment, I know I say I don't really care about the environment, but I do. I don't want to be contributing to landfill and all of this stuff. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, think I don't know which side time, to pick. Like, yes, it's beautiful to come out and have presents under the tree, like that feeling and that the, the feeling of giving and receiving. Like, it's, it's, a be- it's exciting, yes. but also your kids will, re- your kids will remember the like the memories that you make with them on Christmas Day, like having mum and dad be happy and like, you know, like we always really have- see. I re- of course I remember that, but I I very much remember mm. the visual of all of the presents wrapped in the wrapping and like them spilling out under the tree. Like, and we did not have a lot of presents, but mm. I just remember, and probably because mum had three of us, or like mum and dad had three kids, and we were all older, so like. I'm sure once I have three kids, it will feel like that. But just as I'm like in the process of shopping and I'm thinking, oh, that's a lot of things for Sloan. Yeah. And that's a lot of things for Murphy that I've already bought. But then having already wrapped them, it's like, like not, it's, it's literally four things. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And so like, it's not going to fill up underneath the tree. And I know that this probably seems so silly and the girls are not going to care. And I'm so grateful to be, be even be able to afford to, get them four presents each do you yeah. know what I mean but it just it's that weird feeling I of know like the jacket, I know of just it's, the, the it's, visual even though you probably feel stupid. like there's only four presents now it add like the little things that you buy along the way like the things that you'll get in the next month your tree will look full by Christmas yeah I know but then I don't want to I also don't want to be buying things just for the sake of it to yeah. put under a tree. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get them what they actually just need. Yeah, I'm doing the thing. And one thing this, they want. Yeah, I'm doing the want, need, wear, read this year. Like, I mean, this is only yes, my second same. Christmas with a child, but that's the approach I'm going with this year because if I showed you what was behind me right now, like Posey just <laughs> has so much stuff. And then like the people around you, like your family will get her stuff, Dan's family will get her stuff. And she just ends up with a million and one presents and there's nowhere to put them. <laughs> I know, exactly. And also they don't need them all. Like I found myself culling toys, packing Mm. toys away. Like it's just stuff. And so then I thought, could I get her something that stands the test of time? I mean, Murphy has no idea. She's, you know, not even going to be one by Christmas. But then I thought, could I get her something that 
stands the test of time and you you add to over yeah. time. So like a specific dollhouse I was looking at, for example, she has one already, but could I like add pieces of furniture to that yeah. and like the little people, um, you know, and that. So rather, rather than like a whole net new activity or toy, yeah. it's more um, yeah, adding to something that she already has or I don't I know. I think that's like a good idea. Like, I think I'm just overthinking it yeah anyway so christmas i've just been going back and forth on that yeah it's silly no i haven't i haven't come to a conclusion no i've gone ham like i didn't realize <laughs> i mean not even for christmas stuff i didn't realize how much stuff i bought in the black friday sales and then I've yeah just, tell me tell me more i need I, to live vicariously through i you. can't remember if i said this last week where i got home and i said to luke like where's is there any packages for me after we'd been away last weekend yeah and he was like, have you seen the bed? And there was like six packages on the bed. And I was like, stop. I don't, I don't, it was like, I don't even know what I've bought. And I just, I get this w- weird feeling with Black Friday. Like if I don't buy it, I'm going to miss out. It's going to sell out. I need to get the discount. Like I, I, and I impulse buy. And I wow. just, I bought so much stuff and it needs to stop. I'm on a ban I'm actually on a ban I'm well oh well you're done for Christmas I'm, I'm, I'm on a ban like for that. me but that's the thing I haven't bought I haven't even bought things that have like ticked stuff off my Christmas list yeah but you bought things for you that's fine you're yeah. done for Christmas like you could just, just say Luke don't buy me anything for Christmas I bought I've, it all the things I have bought I'm, I've said to Luke like I've bought stuff you can gift this to me for Christmas funny Okay, so should we get in today's episode, Emily? Yes, we should. So today we're going to do something a little bit different of a format, I think. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a bookend to the first 10 episodes. Given this is episode 10, we thought it might be nice to talk about 10 things we learned or 10 pearls of wisdom that we learned in our 20s, some of them lighthearted, some of them a little bit more deep, and that we're going to be taking into our 30s. And I do want to say, Emily, this as you know, was inspired a little bit by Alexa Chung's yes. article of all the things she learned um, in her 40 years because she just turned 40. Isn't that wild? I feel like she's eternally like 25. I don't know why. I know, but then like I feel like she's been here forever. That's what I mean. Mm. But I just feel like she hasn't aged. She's just so iconic. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, a little bit inspired by her article in the in terms of the format, obviously not the things we've learned because these are personal yes, to us. Yes, and also we're 10 years younger and we're not as wise as her. We have less life experience. Well, speak for yourself. I'm wise. I'm a wise old man. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. It's funny. Like I feel like I wouldn't say really wise, but I definitely feel like I have some wisdom that I'm that I carry into my 30s. Same. And it's funny when you tell someone older that you're 30, they're like, oh, you're 30. Like, sort of like you're so young, you don't know anything. Like, do you ever get Yeah, ever but that's how that? I feel about 20-year-olds. But when I was 20, I thought I knew everything. Yeah, I know. Maybe we just always think we know everything. I think so. But also I think everybody just needs to make an effort. I'm going to be philosophical right now. Everyone really needs to make an effort to just stop judging the younger generations. Mm. But also then... I judge boomers hard. I judge the younger generations. I judge all generations, but I think we just need to cut everyone some slack. Everyone's just trying to figure their shit out, as yeah. we'll get into. Yeah. I just, I yeah, anyway, that's but a Cut me some slack. I get it. I'm young. I'm young, wild and free. I'm young, dumb and broke. <laughs> At 30. <laughs> young, dumb and broke. <laughs> that is an accurate representation. Oh, you kick it off. All right. Well, number one, I've said no one is thinking about you as much as you do. 
And I think I learned this lesson probably when in early 20s when I was partying a lot. This came up a lot because I would wake up the next day and this kind of rolls into another life lesson that's in here. But I would wake up the next day sometimes if you had a big night, had a few too many and go, oh, God, what did I do? What did I say? You know, all of those different things. And the outcome was always that A, people either didn't remember anything either because people were drinking yeah, <laughs> or everybody was waking up feeling the exact same way, overanalyzing, feeling insecure and self-conscious, that everybody was too busy thinking about that about themselves that no one was thinking about No, me. no one's actually thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Exactly. I can think and- about the number of times I would ring a friend the next day and be like, oh, my God, like what did I say last night? I'm so sorry. What did I say? What did I do? Like, yeah. Did I make a fool of myself? Yeah. And they'd be like, absolutely not you were so much fun blah blah exactly same I wasted years worrying about that stuff and something that I saw recently I can't remember where I saw it but uh who's the actress from girls is it Jemima Clark Mm, not sure not Lena Dunham not the main character or one of the main characters anyway one of the girl one of the actresses from girls uh did it ask me anything on her social media Mm. And someone said, what's your advice to a 20-year-old or like 20-something-year-old who is worrying about something about themselves or like is feeling insecure? And she said, I think you're just thinking about yourself too much. And that blew my mind because that is so true. Like a lot of your insecurities could just go away if you just stopped thinking about yourself so much. Yeah. Like just think about someone else. Stop Put being your energy so into something else. Well, no, not that way. But no, I think no, I know what you mean. You're self-obsessed and like when you think about yourself all the time, what you look like, what you said, who you are, no one's thinking about you as much as you think about it. And I think thinking about yourself a lot is, can sometimes not be healthy. Of course, there's ways to think about yourself, to work on yourself and you know, like do some self-reflection and things like that. Of course. But I think stop critically and like in a way we need to stop critically analysing everything that we're doing and putting that pressure on ourselves to be this perfect person because no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might say things or do things and it was a mistake and you learned that lesson Mm. and we need to give people and you need to give yourself the grace to make mistakes and change your mind also. Sometimes you can have opinions about things when you're younger or yesterday and then you can learn new information or meet new people or have a different life experience and that opinion can change. It doesn't mean that because you once said something or once had an opinion about something or once had a point of view that if you no longer have that point of view but really you're still that old person, it's okay to evolve and grow. You don't have to that forever. Exactly. Yeah, I find this, I think back to some of the things I said or did when in my early 20s and I'm like, my view on on life has changed and I don't, you you obviously coming in with a different level of wisdom and and what you've learned. Life experienced, exactly. And Mm. knowledge and education and you might have changed friendship groups you might have you might be living in a new location your family dynamic might be different Mm. you might have experienced a different culture you might have changed socioeconomic statuses like so many things can change in your life that impact your opinion on not just politics but impact your opinion or what you care about yeah 
Um, and that's okay. That's fine. You're allowed yeah, to change. But anyway, all that to say that I wish, I mean, I'm glad I've learned this now. It's not that I want to go back in time, but I really wish that I could tell my younger self, honestly, no one's thinking about you. <laughs> I'm sad. Well, Do you know what I, I mean? I, but I really genuinely thought that everybody was talking about yeah, me. But also, Everybody was thinking about me and judging me. Even if people are thinking about you, it's not your problem. That's not your problem. That's not your. That's not yours to carry. I still find that's this hard to believe, though. That's their issue to carry, or that's their opinion or their thought. But it's actually not you. But do you genuinely feel that? Because I, I know intellectually, I believe that intellectually, but I don't feel that every day. It's in the my same. Soul. And I'm so this is definitely something that I'm still working on. I'm carrying this forward, but no, I did like I definitely I I always worry about what people think. Yeah. And it's probably the reason why I've been held back from doing so some things in my 20s because I've worried too much about what others think. And I, in hindsight, look back and I'm like, oh, I wish you just did that. And I wish you just let go and didn't worry about what others thought of you because. Like, yeah, what, where could you be today? Where could I exactly. be? Yeah. I know. But I, I honestly think as well these realizations, I don't think you can physically and mentally have them in your 20s. Mm. I don't think you're supposed to. No. I think this only comes with age. And so even if you could go back and tell your 20-year-old self or your 16-year-old self, whatever it is, your younger self, don't worry about these things. I think for whatever reason, I don't really know the reason, but you're probably supposed to. Mm. I think you're probably like to get set up socially and, and find your place in society and in family. Yeah, find your you know, people. I think you yeah, I think you're supposed to supposed to care a little bit. And it is important to care what people think because that can, yeah, I don't think, I think you need to worry about what people think in terms of you don't want, you know, you want to be kind, a kind, nice person Yes, that thinks about others. But I don't think it's helpful in the context of what I'm talking about and my experience yeah. where I'm worrying if people are judging me just for being me or I'm worrying if, you know, people don't like what I said. And I don't even like I've, I don't even know what I'm referring to. I couldn't even tell you no, the things I that I used to feel insecure about. I Isn't know, that crazy? I'm like that too. Like I, this probably sounds like to someone listening that I've said something like super racist or outlandish or something. Nothing. I couldn't no. even tell you what it is that I was worrying about. But I just used to wake up and worry that something you'd, you'd I'd said done something. something to offend someone. <laughs> yes. God, how exhausting. Yeah, it is. Your twenties is bloody exhausting. <laughs> I know. So the next one is sometimes what someone is saying isn't always what they mean. And I think this is a really good one to think about in terms of like when you're having conversations with people, but also like so much of our conversation that we do have nowadays is over message. And so mm-hmm. sometimes somebody will write something to you via email and you can't pick up on their tone in a text message or an email. You don't know what they're actually meaning. And so often I take things the wrong way because I'm reading it with the wrong tone. Yes. Do you find you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure when you wrote this, I'm not sure if you're, if that's the sort of way you were in, inclined thinking. I think yes. Well, I, it, it's that, but it's also I find when I'm sometimes talking to people, this isn't anything specific, but, you know, it might be having like more of a, a deeper conversation or a conversation about it might be not heated. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, so when you when you're having 
some kind of emotional conversation or where you're trying to problem solve something with someone, sometimes the words coming out of their mouth are talking about like an item or an action, Mm. but really underneath it, they're talking about how they feel about something and, and not all people will say, this is how I feel when, when this happened, this made me feel really sad or when this happened, made me feel really angry and said, they'll say, you did this, you did that. And I think it's an important skill when you're kind of in those dynamics to try and recognize that someone is feeling something and instead of getting hung up on the words. Mm, like they might not be saying, I feel this way, but that's what they're, that's what they're meaning. Yeah, and I think it, yeah. I, I've learned that it can be really easy to kind of spiral in, you know, a bit of a tiff with someone or an argument with someone or get hung up on they's, they're blaming me for this, they're blaming me for that, when really like there's two people that should just be talking about their emotions and if mm. at least one person or how they feel about something, their emotional reaction to something, if at least one person in that conversation can sit back and recognize and go, I'm not going to get defensive or I'm not going to also lean into this and go, hang on, what is this person saying? Like how are they really feeling about yeah. this? And then you can kind of take down the walls. Mm. Anyway, that's what I meant for that. So yeah. It's a little bit more specific, but I totally know exactly what you're talking about because oftentimes what you're talking about in terms of misreading the messages or misreading the tone can lead to these kind of conversations as well. Like it's a whole big one miscommunication. Totally. Totally. I think what you were saying before about when you're having a conversation, like a more deep conversation or maybe a heated conversation with someone and you've got to be conscious of like what somebody's saying in terms of like they're saying how they're feeling. I'm really conscious when I'm having those types of conversations with people of saying I feel and not being you did this or you did that. This is a therapy. It changes the whole conversation because it, it goes from being attacking to being this is about, about you. you. This is actually about me and about how yes. I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That's um. That's therapy for you. That's what yeah. we pay for. Yeah. The big bucks. The big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it really, it really does disarm. You know, a heightened situation. I think. Yeah, it does. And and, and even and... when I'm giving advice to people about having serious conversations or conversations where they do have to talk about these types of things, my advice is always go into it with talking about how you feel like say this is how I feel don't be confrontational and point the finger and say you did this or you did that it's like this makes me feel abc yeah okay so point number three this is a fact I don't know how you feel about this but cheese is the superior food group all types of cheeses soft cheese hard cheese ricotta every cheese like i feel sad for people who are dairy intolerant Mm, i know even posey's favorite food is cheese oh like Like she could be my daughter honestly it does and it's just i i don't even know how to explain it but honestly i have a love affair with cheese and to this day i still think about this cheese that i used to get from trader joe's in america and it was it was kind of like a Mersey Valley, but maybe less strong in flavor. But that exact mm. texture, and it would only come out during fall time, and it had dried cranberries through it. Yum! It yum! Oh, I can't even. I can't even begin to describe that on those. You know those expensive as fuck biscuits with the that little have, with the little bits of fruit and nuts in them. Yes, the dark ones. Mm. 
they we used to get that cranberry cheese with those biscuits. Dan and I had eat it in one night. Yum. It was honestly so yum. yum. Anyway, I still dream about I that. I feel like cheese, America but- has really unusual cheese. Like they're like typical tasty or cheddar cheese. Oh yeah, like if you go to Safeway orange. or something, it's orange. Yeah, yeah, mm. unusual. But you can get normal like the normal cheese or what we consider normal. That's yeah. their normal. Yeah. It's a normal Australian cheese there. There's lots of different yes. cheeses. I love but cheese yes, with um just- quince paste. Yes. Oh, everything cheese. Anyway, I just, I've really learned it. Some people have tried to guilt trip me over the years saying it's not good to have, to have so much cheese or, you know, humans aren't supposed to have dairy. Yes, you no, can. we're doing it. Yeah. I'm eating it. Doing it. I'm, I'm bringing cheese back in a big way. In my 30s. I'm bringing cheese back with a bang. And cashew cheese sucks. Oh no. Okay? It's Persian That's- feta or death. No, 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 no. Oh, anyway, what's and I don't favorite, want to hear about one it. Thing, what's your favorite, favorite, favorite type of cheese? If you had to pick one, what oh, no, would it be I can't one? pick. I can't pick. You can't pick? Wait, one to have forever? If you had to pick one fave, <sighs> what would it be? Probably that cranberry cheese that I can't even have. So yeah. now you know the heartbreak that I experienced yeah. living here. You have to try recreate Okay, it but if uh, in Australia, it's Mersey Valley, mm-hmm. the one that, in the dark, the sharp one yep. in the black packet. And this is my secret recipe to mashed potatoes. You melt half a block of that in mashed potatoes. No. It's abnormal. Yum. Yum. <laughs> I've probably got high cholesterol and clogged <laughs> arteries, but I don't care. It's worth it. Oh, that's funny. I like okay. halloumi. Halloumi. Mm. But halloumi is really hard to get right. Sometimes it can be a bit squeaky, can't it? Yeah, and you want it to be really soft when you cook it, like soft on the inside, but not well, you're too supposed soft to cook that, like, it just, just for one second, right, aren't you? Oh, not sure. You know what I, I had on the weekend? the longer weekend? you cook it, the squeakier it gets. Mm. Last week I had halloumi and it had rosemary and honey on it and it was freaking amazing, like well, just like salty sweet. Yum. Mm. Have you ever had the halloumi from Alma? Yes, yes. With it's the sort nuts of similar and to that. something. Yes, mm. so yum. And it has like the nuts and stuff on it. Yes, delicious, yeah. absolutely delicious. Highly recommend, guys. So going out and drinking can be fun. We all know that and we can make some beautiful memories, but if drinking and alcohol doesn't serve you, it's okay to give up on it and you can still have fun without drinking. I think you and I like this like speaks to you and me. Quite. Oh, this speaks to me so highly. It yeah. speaks to the heart, the highly strong, overanalyzing, worrying about what people think, anxiety person in me. <laughs> Ditto. But I think I think the lesson I learned in my twenties is go out and stay up late and have so much fun with your friends as much as you possibly can. Like that is, I, I wish I could go back just one more time and do that again. Yes, and just have a specific night I have in my mind of going mm. to a specific club and just having the time of your life on the dance floor. I still love a dance floor, but I think yeah, it's this. Maybe this point is is more about alcohol. Mm. Like if, I think it is because like what's if, your if relationship went, with alcohol, you know? I, if I went back to live one of those nights again now, I don't really think I would enjoy it the same way I did in my 20s. But I'd also... Why? If you had your 20-year-old body though and like metabolism and, and the same 20-year-old hangover, mm, would you? I don't know. And then like I think about myself the next day, like how caught up I used to get sort of yeah. what we were talking about earlier, how caught up I would use, used to get on what I said and what I did and... I, I just I don't 
I honestly don't think I could do it again. I don't think I could go out and drink like that again. And have that feeling. Yeah. I mean, mm. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before or on the podcast mm. either, but obviously pregnancies make you give up alcohol as well. And I'm not, I think I've mentioned this, I'm not a casual drinker. I would never have a glass of wine Yeah. At, while I'm cooking dinner or with dinner or Basically, I'm a binge drinker or nothing. I'm like going out to a wedding and I'm like having a few and getting on the dance floor and having a good time or like going out or I'm not drinking at all. Yeah. And because of that, and that's just my, been my personal preference. I've just, I don't know why. I'm not judging anybody else. It's no, just always I'm been like that too. the way. I, yeah, I just don't, I don't see the point. I drink to get drunk and that's it. Anyway, but because of that and then having a couple of pregnancies kind of back-to-back-ish, I've had a long stint of not really drinking at all. Mm. And I've just honestly never felt better mentally. Yeah. It's- Obviously I've had some challenging times postpartum and with hormonally and stuff. But And then I remember this after I had Sloan when I did go out and have my first kind of night of drinking, back drinking and waking up and those flooded feelings of anxiety. And I actually think it's the alcohol because no matter, even if I just got drunk at home with Dan in our lounge room, I would still wake up with anxiety going, what did I say and do? Yeah, it's just an anxiety feeling. So I think alcohol plays a big part in inducing anxiety for me. Yep. Um, It doesn't agree with my body in that way. And I've been toying for a long time of just like, I don't want to say going sober because that sounds like saying when I'm going sober, it sounds like I was an alcoholic or something. I don't know. Like that just feels like a weird word, but Mm. I've been going back and forth with, do I just never drink ever again and hold myself to that standard? Because every time I have a drink or I go to a social situation where I feel like I want to have a drink of alcohol, I end up just feeling crappy and then I also kind of beat myself up for it going, oh, like why am I doing this to myself? Like why am I having one or two and then needing to feel crap the next day or even that night or immediately after? What did I actually get out of that alcohol drink When you do drink, like you can control yourself and just have one cocktail. Like it's not like. Yeah, the issue isn't that I get out of control and drink too much. No. It's just. Even if I have one cocktail, I will feel anxious for days after. Mm. That's I can shit. feel it. Yeah. And, and then good. I also, I ask myself the question, what's the point in having one mm. cocktail? Yeah. Why yeah. do I need that one cocktail? Is it that I'm trying to socially fit in? You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you enjoy it when you're drinking it? Like, do you enjoy the taste of it? Yeah, I enjoy the taste of it, but I enjoy the taste of water. I enjoy yeah. the taste of iced coffee. Like, I don't. I don't think I would miss it, but I think the thing that has stopped me just going, you know what, I'm just actually never going to drink again is I do get that feeling when I go out with friends and and going, oh, I'm going to have a margarita with friends. Yeah, I love that. Same, same. I do do love that. I like having a drink where I can still drive home. I like just have one drink. It just sort of like takes the edge off a little bit. I enjoy the taste. It's a social thing. But mm. I don't get that feeling that you get the next day where I feel really anxious if I just have one. If I had a margarita, if I had a glass of wine, I'd have a headache the next day. And so yeah. I t- like generally won't drink wine. But, yeah, I, I, I think if I did feel anxious for days after just having a drink, I probably would be leaning towards the like, is this actually for me? Yeah, I, I, exactly. I have been feeling like it for a long time. 
And I don't know what is stopping me. I think it is probably the societal pressure mm. a little bit. And Definitely. <sighs> we live in a society, especially in Australia, we live in a drinking culture. Drinking is commonplace and normal and it's 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 I think the thing I would miss the most is in like celebratory settings. Yeah. When that feels like a group feeling of let's have a glass of champagne, we're celebrating something and not yeah. being able to participate in the celebration. But from Which the is research why I that think I've, like if if you can work on the feelings of anxiety in the days after don't let go of just having the drink here and there like as a celebration mm. like if you think if like a friend got engaged and you wanted to have a glass of champagne or I don't know yeah don't no, I know. don't exactly don't let go yeah, the, of it. the one is fine I, th- I think I'm more maybe it's more like as I'm thinking about it, it's more around like going to people's weddings mm. and I've the I celebration get anxious yeah, and when it's like you know there's going to be like multiple drinks, like I have anxiety in the lead up to mm. those events now, knowing that, oh, it's going to be a big drinking night and then I'm going to feel like crap for a week afterwards. Yep. But then I also have anxiety, have anxiety about going and not drinking. Yeah. And, be, yeah. and no being that person. No matter person what, you're going to be not, anxious. Do you, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm maybe like, it's working so... on the anxiety rather than working on alcohol. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't really know what my verdict is on that, but all it is to say is that thing I've learned, the pearl of wisdom is if you feel like alcohol isn't your friend and it's not serving you, just sit with that a little bit. Feel mm. that feeling. Like I just mentioned, I'm in that process of exploring what that means for me at the moment does it mean I completely give up and I never touch a drop of alcohol ever again or does it just mean that I don't I just even when I go to big life events or celebratory life events or someone's birthday I only have one Mm. I don't ever go into something thinking I'm going to have four or five I don't know anyway but if you're feeling what I want to say is like don't buy into the pressure don't feel like you have to drink just because everybody else is doing it and mm-hmm. you can still have a good time. Like I think about some of the nights, especially when I was pregnant and I obviously wasn't drinking, like I had some very fun times and it's yes. actually fun being on the outside, seeing everybody else being really drunk <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I'm going to wake up fresh as a daisy tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love this one. Yeah. Number five, travel is the best medicine. And I'm not just talking about lavish overseas trips. One of my favorite things that I'm in quotations, classing as travel, is driving 20, 30 minutes up the coast from where I live to another beach that I very seldom go to Mm. and just spending the day at a different beach, going to a different cafe or or even traveling. Making a day of it. Yeah, making a day and going somewhere different within the kind of district or region that you live in. Or I love going into like a certain neighborhood in the city and just going and walking around different streets and shops and just experiencing something different. I think it's so easy, especially when you have kids, to just live in your little bubble, stay in your bubble, go to work, come home, and just go to the same place all the time because you know it, you know there's a good park or like you know where the shops are to get good lunch and all these things. Yes. And sometimes when you're in a bit of a rut or just in life, it's so refreshing to go somewhere different and new, or even if it's not new, but you haven't been there in a while, just doing that. And of course, going to Europe is stunning. Going to Bali, stunning. Going to Hawaii, whatever it is, that is amazing too. And of course, that can be such a nice experience Mm. and make you feel so much better and refreshed about life and, you know, coming back great. But 
not everybody can just do that. No, I know I'm not going anywhere next year. Um, so how can becoming, I do this? A, like becoming a parent, you start to appreciate the little things like, mm-hmm. like the going to a different beach or, you know, driving, driving 20 minutes up the coast or even a weekend away. It's yes. going away on a big overseas trip is hard when you've got children. Like it's not just like, oh, pack your bag and let grab your passport and let's Absolutely go. Absolutely not. It says pack the house. Can we be Mary Poppins with the Mary Poppins bag? Yes. I just, and really you're just parenting in a different location without yeah, exactly. all the shit that you need to make your life easier. Yeah, when we went away last weekend, I was not with Luke, but I was with my sister and mom. My sister's like... I think I need a holiday after this weekend because it's just I know. it's full on it's being a lot. with kids. Yeah, there's um, no relaxing. No. But yeah. also one thing I do like just thinking about traveling and being in my 20s and I I I did a bit of travel, but and in terms of like I went on holidays and I did one sort of bigger trip, but I definitely didn't travel as much as I would have liked and if I w- got to go back and do anything differently, I wish I did a little bit more traveling and I just wish like I did more long-term more holiday with a friend. Or do you mean living somewhere overseas or just another big backpacking trip or uh, something? Uh, yeah. So I only, the, like the biggest trip I did was I did a month in America with three of my friends and you visited me visited you yep when in you were san living fran, in san yep. fran it was so much fun and like that was the best month ever like i had it was just it was so much fun but i did no other traveling like i didn't do any traveling with luke i didn't go and like live overseas for three months or like we didn't do any big sort of trips which is okay like we obviously have just prioritized different things in our life and I was going to say, like, what, what were you doing instead? What was the reason why you didn't? Well, I guess I went to uni and then when I finished uni, I got a job straight away and I guess, like, I was more focused wasn't on realistic. my career and saving and, like, in hindsight, that's great because now I'm that's allowed yes. me to buy an apartment and, yeah. I, mm-hmm. it, it's so funny because, like, if I, if I did go back and did travel more, I would have meant that I had to spend more money on those things and mm-hmm. I might not have some of the things that I have now. So yeah. you like, yeah, I know there's no right or wrong. And also you can travel later in life. Like I'd love to travel with kids. Yes, it's I'd not love the end to of travel your life. with Posey. I'd love to travel yeah. around Australia and like there's things that I still would love to do. Yes. So it's not that yeah, you've still got a lot of time, but yeah, when, when you're, you know, not tied down, you don't have like financial commitments, like property or marriage or kids or, you know, you just don't have the same level of responsibility when you're when you're younger or in your twenties. Mm. Some some people do, but for the most part, there is a lot more freedom associated. Yeah, like travel if you can. God, get out there and like you don't need to do some lavish Instagram trip. No backpack. Like we, I've stayed in some dodge places for like twenty dollars a night. Mm. I don't think I could do that now though. But I No, I couldn't do that now. But that's the spirit of being 20, you know, or being in your 20s and being young or fresh out of school. Like that is amazing. And it and it really widens your worldview. I feel like I did do a lot of traveling. So I don't, I don't, I don't wish I did more. I feel like I did a lot. Mm. But I'm I'm looking forward to doing more when the time is right. Yeah. And that time will come. Yes. So in addition to travel being the best medicine, I just think a good old belly laugh, like a good deep laugh where you're like hacking and like you can't breathe and you're crying. I think you need specific friends around you. I think when we're together, we talk about (laughs) things that would make absolute no sense to anybody else. It's another language. It's just the funniest. Every time I leave those friendships, I'm like, oh, I haven't laughed that hard in so long and you just need it. And like you feel so good after it. Legit. 
Yeah, I know. And oh. sometimes you just need, you need those people in your life and just to absolutely hack at something. Like yeah. sometimes you just got to let loose. Yeah, they just get you. And even this might sound silly, but sometimes if you get on the right side of TikTok, I feel like I talk about TikTok a lot, but TikTok has been a full outlet for me recently, mm. like since I had Murphy because I've had a lot of downtime, just to hack about things. Like yeah. I'm on the right side of TikTok, I think, where there's just really funny things. And I love to just laugh and laugh at something. And so we don't have to be so nego about social no, media because it can be positive things about it. And sometimes just cacking and being stupid and being silly and it's just like laughing at stupid things is really helpful. It's honestly the best. I like I, like there's nothing I love more. And it's different. Like the, the laughs you have with a friend, it's different to the laughs you have with your partner or like when you're with your kids. Yes. Like that's funny. But when you're with your friends, you it's like you become your like real funny self. <laughs> Yes, and you you become 12 again. Yeah. I think yeah. it's so funny. The next one is sunscreen is an absolute must and you need to wear it every single day. So everybody needs to slip, slop, and slap, okay? Do you hear me? Slip, tell you why. slop, slap. I've never, I've, I, I don't know why, but I've always been a slip, slop, and slapper and I always wear hats, sunnies, shawls, not shawls, but like a cover-up at the beach. You're conscious of the sun. Yes, very. And I'm, I've I've always been the one that's like been wrapped in a sarong or something or underneath an umbrella. Like yeah. I just have always wanted to cover up. I think I've burnt a lot, but my mum just also drilled into me like, please slip, slop and slap. Yeah. But despite that, the Australian sun is obviously very harsh. So I'm now noticing the sun damage and I'm just off it. Like I've mm. worn sunscreen forever and I'm still getting pigmentation and sun marks and stuff on my face, whatever. But also I've had a melanoma. Yeah. In a place, all I'll say is in a place where the sun don't, don't even shine. shine. The sun don't shine. Yeah. yeah. I had a melanoma a few years ago, scared the absolute life out of me. So I'm even more sun conscious now. But in terms of like if we're going to talk beauty and whatnot, obviously slip, slop, and slap your face every single day without fail, but slip, mm. slop, and slap your body too. Not every day, but. I don't know, just be yeah. sun conscious. I regret not being even more sun conscious than I already was mm. just because to try and undo the sun damage and seeing what it does to your skin as you get older, it's yeah. annoying. You think back to some of those times in your 20s where you would just like lay out in the sun and let yourself fry. Like I would never, ever, 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 ever do that now. Like even when we go over overseas, I'm always lathered up in sunscreen. I put sunscreen yep. on my face and my ears and my neck every day. And yeah, I just, and I think since having kids, it actually is a bit tricky. Like sometimes we'll go to the beach and I'm like, I, I've had one time that I got burnt once since I had Posey mm. and it was because I went to the beach, I put her cream on, like obviously she's all covered up and then I just forgot about myself and I just mm, like, it I just know. slipped my mind and I got absolutely fried and I was like, I will never, ever, ever do this again. It's like, just, it also just hurts and it sucks. It's the worst feeling ever. It is. It's so awful. But now I'm paying for like facials and microneedling and things to get rid of other sun, sun damage, damage that I could have just avoided had I worn SPF 50 on my yep. face every single yep. day. Something that I really want to drill into my kids and that I really care about is sunscreen. Like I want her to grow up knowing that it's normal to put sunscreen on every day. It's normal to wear a hat when you go to the park. It's normal to have an umbrella when we go to the beach. Like I want them, I want her to be sun conscious because it, mm. it is harsh. Like the Australian sun is harsher than other parts of the world. 
And I've never and been anywhere in else that the world. You it's need to that be strong. conscious of it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, next one is it's okay to say no. And I <laughs> suck at this. I've like... I've, I guess yeah, you I've need been to probably work doing sorry. lots of work, especially in the last few years since having my own children, to only say yes to the things that serve you. Of course, there's going to be things that you have to do sometimes that you might not want to do. It's just part of life. But if there's something that you don't want to do and you have a choice, it's okay not to do it. Like you don't have to say yes to everything and you don't have to be at everything. And it's okay to put yourself first because for you to give 100% in other situations you need to look after yourself before anyone else and I love to say no you're better at it than me yeah I don't know why because I don't think I used to be like this I think I had FOMO or yeah just feeling guilty about being invited and not going to something or, or having an obligation and not wanting to go whereas now I don't know what changed, honestly. I don't know what I did, but I just, I love, love to say no. Yeah, but then do you feel bad? Like do you feel like you're going to be offending someone? Give me context because obviously it depends on what I'm saying no to. So let's just say you had a dinner that you'd planned to go out. Say you'd planned to go out for dinner with some of your friends and. Did I organise it? Let's just say yes, you did. Mm -hmm. and then it got to the Friday afternoon and you'd had a massive week of work and you just like weren't feeling and you're like you know what this is just I'm not going to be who I want to be when I'm with my friends I don't want to go and then if you like would you feel bad saying hey guys I'm gonna have to pull the pin yeah of course I would have a feeling of oh I organized this and now I'm pulling the pin Mm -hmm. but if it was just a a general catch-up and I was not feeling it, not feeling great and didn't want to go. No, I like, I would have the feeling of like, oh, that sucks. I've organized it and now I don't want to go. Yeah. Well, I want to take a leaf out of your book. I know I always say this to you, but I need to get better at feeling comfortable with saying no. Like I know it's okay to say no, but I need to just get more comfortable with. But you know, the only way you're going to be able to do that is to practice it. Mm. Just say no one day and say, no, I can't make it today. You don't have to be rude about it mm. or just I can't make it as like I've got too much or whatever it is. You don't even need to make an excuse. Just say no and then feel what happens afterwards. It'll yeah. be nothing. Nothing Sometimes happens and then you go, do, okay, like, that wasn't that bad. And this probably doesn't serve me very well is like I'll say someone will say, do you want to like do this? And I'll say, yeah, sure, but like I've got something else on but like I need to work out how I can make it work whereas I know that I'm probably not going to be able to make it. I know I've already overcommitted myself in this time period. I know my answer. You need to just say, oh, I've got something else on, sorry. It's like I fluff it up so that then I have to say no later and I'm actually just digging myself a bigger hole because yes, then I have that's to, harder to get out Then I have to have, a, I have, to, yeah. have, to have, have to have the conversation again in a few days when I'm actually not going to be able to come because I know in the start I'm not going to be able to go there. And that that is also probably making you feel a little bit anxious about it because yeah. you kind of know that you're semi-lying in the Yeah, in well, the it's time. like you're dragging it out. Yes, and and you're probably going, oh, does a person sense that I'm already kind of not really committing? You know what I mean? Whereas if you just go, this is what I do. If someone says, do you want to catch up on this day? I go, let me look at my calendar Yeah, because I live by a calendar these days. I open up my calendar. I see, have I booked something else already in? And I only commit to really one thing a day now. Mm. It's just too hard with kids. I can't do like a morning coffee and then an afternoon walk. Yeah. Like it's just not possible. Like you're exhausted. So I just do one thing a day. One thing a day. So if I already have something booked in, even if it's in the afternoon, I don't have anything in the morning, I just go, sorry, no. Yeah. 
And then I go, what about this day? I like suggest another day. So it's not like you're just blowing somebody no, off or something no. off. You can suggest another time. But, yes, I love to say yeah. no. It's yeah. great. You're so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so passionate about this next one, Emily. Number nine, I this is going to be controversial. No one cares about the dream you had. No one. No I do one not cares. care. About, okay, my mum and sister are big dream sharers. Yeah. Every time I see them, like, oh, my God, it was so hectic. You'll never believe, like, literally, this is how they lay it up. You'll never believe it. I can't believe it. I had this dream. I go, no, I really don't care. I don't care. This is not real story life. And it's not real. No. You're, you're talking about this thing that happened that never happened. Mm. I understand if someone has, like, a really a dream where they're, like, really connecting with, like, say, nah. like, your unborn child nah. or someone who's passed. I understand that. Nah. But I'm, I'm being so sorry. What, what did you say? I, I'm going nah. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But I don't care about the dream that you had where it was like, you know, like, oh, my God, yeah, like you were getting chased down the street and then like suddenly this other yeah. person appeared oh, and then all these God, other I people that I hadn't it. thought about for 10 years were there. Like I don't care. I, I honestly could not care less. Oh, I know. And I feel like offensive saying it, but like Why? Sorry. Like it's it would literally like – be me going, guys, guess what? I'm making up a full story, making up a full <laughs> yeah, lie, yeah. a like, white lie story, story I made and up. sharing it. And then at the end going, no kidding. It's just I made it up. It That's real. literally what a dream is. You made it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love that one. But some people love dreams and love to look into meanings of dreams. I think I used to be that. I, I do more do inclined to look into meaning. I agree, but. I do it internally. I think about my dream and go, what could that meaning be? Like, what is that trying to tell mm. me? But I'm not going to share it with somebody else. No. I'm not going to divulge a no, thought it's that I have with Your someone else. Yeah. You. Couldn't care less. Yeah. It's, there's a reason that it's not happening in real life. It's happening in your head when you're asleep. Yeah, because you're fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can't stand it. Okay. We've actually written 12 here. Are we going to read the 12? Oh, or let's we just, just go on. Let's just we'll let's go just, two bonus ones. Yeah, well, we're yeah, up yeah. to number 10 now. Yeah. So number 10 is when you ask someone how they are, truly listen to what they answer, like when they, when they tell you how they are. Because I think so often we just automatically say to people, how are you? How are you going? But we don't actually stop to listen to their response. And very often you're giving this person an opportunity to actually share with you how they feel and if that person mm. is in a vulnerable time that's an opportunity for you to help them or but can i just say this this applies to close friends only like i don't you don't care how other people are well okay for example or i think uh, what i'm thinking if you're bumping about is into like, someone and going hi how are you and they go oh not very good not i don't ha- like i don't have the energy to take on someone mm. who's an acquaintance and i'm just passing by like their shit is that yeah. really me but, but i think what then it is then you actually need to think about who you're asking the question to because if you're asking someone who how they are and you're not prepared to deal with their answer no what? you need to probably no. not ask when, them no the what okay if i'm bumping into somebody at baker's delight and i go hey how are you yeah i think that you need to find something else to ask we need to stop asking people how they are if we're not there to help them if they tell us that but their why, life's why falling is that apart. question an invitation to help i didn't say hello how are you i'm lily the psychologist i'm here to help you with your problems i'm just trying to get a loaf of bread sliced thick <laughs> thin thick thin you get thin that's disgusting thick is, ew. thick or death no nah, fuck thick you would like thin, freak. You would like thick. 
Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, going to do a poll on this. Maybe we, need to, we, we need to delve into this a little bit so, more. So, okay, would you, are you saying to me that if you ran into Bob in Baker's Delight and said you wouldn't say, hey, how are you? Because if yep. if they divulge to you how they really were and like their inner secrets or something that's going on in their life when they're just a mere acquaintance or someone you know through somebody, would you then stand there and be equipped to counsel them through whatever they're going it through? De- it depends. I've actually Emily, had, Emily, I've, this is your problem. I've, you need to say no to this. I've had this happen to me before where I've run into someone and they've just like like I'm like, I've got to get to work and they're telling me their whole See what's happened in the last five years of their life. And I'm like, I actually don't have time for this. Like you are not But I also don't know you, it's not my responsibility. No, I know. Oh. Okay. It's probably too it's twofold. Yeah, it is. Anyway, no, I, I don't want to skim over this because I probably sounded so hectic then. It is commonplace to say, hi, how are you, as like a passing by comment, okay? That's normal. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes, but but if you say that to someone, you have to be prepared to get a shit answer sometimes. Oh, and of then course, you have yeah, to- yeah, yeah. But it's not my responsibility to then solve it for them. No, no, If no. they go, I'm not good, I'll go, oh, that's no good. Yeah, Hope but you're if right. it's a friend... That you're talking it, to. Oh, absolutely. Someone I'm saying if it's you a friend. Know that and yes. trust. If you're if catching they tell up with you someone. something, listen to them. And like, yes, this 100%. Is, this is, you're opening up an opportunity to listen. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're in agreement there. Yeah. Oh, okay. My next one is life's too short to waste 95% of your life to weigh 5% less. And Wait, I. Life's too short to waste 95% of your life trying to weigh 5% less. Is yes. that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, like, I think back to some of the things I would do in my early 20s and I missed out on doing things because I was on a diet or I was trying to change my body in a particular way and I just wish I could go back and say, don't do it. Like, you you don't need to. What kind of things did you miss out on? Um, like, for example, like, I might have a friend's 21st. I can think of a time when I had a friend's 21st and I just started this diet and I'm like, okay, well, I can't go there and eat all the food and I can't go there and drink because I want to diet. So I, I drank soda water and I didn't eat the party food. Like, and like, that's shit. Like you don't mm. want to, you don't want to not. You weren't enjoying the moment. No, no. Lots of things like mm. mainly based around food. Like I would, I would skip out on going to dinner with friends because I can't eat any of the food that's offered there. When I, I can obviously eat the food that's offered there. I just chose to be on a stupid diet yeah, and I just that's feel good, like there's so much pressure lesson. on on you in your late te- or in your teens and your twenties to look a particular way and be a particular person, and I just think let it if you if, let it go. Obviously, and if you have further issues or there's if it's deeper mm. than that, like get support and do something about it, and don't just deal with it because it's not normal to be trying to change your body every single day and be in and a it cycle of you, your experience. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. And I, I like l- this last one. bonus one. Lucky last. No one actually knows what they're doing. We're all just winging it. Like this is so, has become so obvious to me as I've gotten older. Like I really thought 30 year olds had it all figured out. And yep. as you know, if you've been listening since episode one, we've the got whole no idea. Of this podcast <laughs> was even though we look like we had our life figured out and ticked certain boxes and, you know, even if it's a box to tick, like who's deciding what boxes to tick. But, you know, we look, we appeared like and we thought 
we had everything figured out in our life and we still don't know what we're doing and we still have the same unanswered questions or we're still trying to figure out who we are and what we're doing. And I think that's just what life is going to be, I think. I don't think you ever arrive at that destination. It's all just 80 years, if you're lucky, or more of winging it. Mm, It's a process. (laughs) It's a journey. And we all don't know what we're doing. And we all are moving into different phases of life with no idea. It's like when you get your first full-time job, you don't know what you're doing. When you become a parent, you don't know what you're doing. When you plan a wedding, when you buy a house, like all these things, we actually all just have no idea. And even the way you learn what you're doing is by doing. So you just got to one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we learn as we go and everybody is doing it. Like even the people that look like that they've got it together and they know what they're doing. Yeah, they don't. They actually don't know. Do you reckon Bill Gates and Elon Musk know what they're doing? No. Do you think they think they're winging it? No. Obviously now they've got people that are advising that they've got advisors and they've got people that are telling them what to do. Like, they but do you have, think the people telling them what to do know what they're doing? That's what I mean. Like yeah, how well, deep does this go? It's all just risk. Like life is just one big massive risk and you just have to either take the risk and reap the rewards or you take the risk and it's learning and you might fail in quotation marks. It's not really a fail. You're just learning from whatever it is that you're doing. Love it. Listen, Love look at it. us. Listen look to at us. us being all wise, wise and old. Well, we hope this episode was helpful. Well, what are you doing this weekend? We'll just do lots of family things, I think. And we also have a fun little night tonight, you and me. Oh, yes, I forgot. I'm so excited. We're going to a new sauna, ice bath place that's opened opened up. Sauna Amalfi. Nice. Yes, cannot wait to go and check it out. Yeah. So that's hopefully have like a fun little night. What have you got planned? Nothing, just catching up with a few friends oh. um, and might try and paint my front door finally. Oh, what Still color? haven't done it. Beige, of, beige, course. of course, strictly beige. Nothing else. Yeah, I don't know. No, no real plans really. Just want to hang about. Do, I think, I've I got think a- leading into the next few weeks, like I'm looking at my work calendar, I'm looking at my personal calendar and like life is busy. So I'm like it's sort mm. of nice knowing that. Life- this is my last relaxing weekend yeah, before Christmas. Yeah. There's yeah. stuff on until Christmas. I only have now, I only have seven working days left of work for the Oh, year. my God, I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's crazy. I've got so many. <laughs> oh, well, enjoy, darling. Yeah, you too. You have a beautiful weekend. Oh, well, I'll see you this Arvo, but you have a Oh, yes, I'll weekend. see you this afternoon. And anyway, we will see you, see you next, next week. week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Suddenly 30. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at suddenly30pod to stay up to date with behind the scenes, what we've been up to and future episodes. We'll We'll see see you you next week. week.